0: A peaceful day. Tell the truth. Make Jesus the way. Tell the truth on the podcast. Tell the truth. Coming up fast. Hey everybody, this is Sharon with Tell the Truth and True Life Music. Remember the story about the baby in the basket? Obviously, God had great plans for that baby. What a great story to tell your kids. Hey. I was put in a basket left in the Nile River with the crocodiles. You think you got a tough life? It was dark in there. Kids complain so much these days. I love listening to stories about how people came to this area and settled, mostly farmers who wanted a better life, and they were determined to overcome any obstacles or trials. There was lots of pasture land for cattle and good soil for growing crops. My grandma actually lived in a sod house, and this was way, way back in the day. Eventually, my grandparents, who came from far across the ocean, ended up in South Dakota. Sometimes I try to imagine what it was like long ago. No roads, only wagon wheel paths, and there were no highways or speed limits or power lines, and... Thousands of buffalo grazing on the prairie grass. When the railroads came along, that changed a lot of things. Changed the way of life for a lot of people. Millbank was once called Millbank Junction because that's where the railroads met. I remember where the depot was. It was down at the end of Main Street and there was a big hotel down there too. So when people got off the train, they had a place to stay. You know, when the passenger train would come and pick up people and take them to Minneapolis or Chicago or exciting places. I still wish they had passenger trains going through Millbank. That would be fun. My grandpa was quite a prosperous farmer at the time, and he owned several big old houses in Millbank, and he rented them out. His house was an old mansion-looking thing somewhere behind the old Carnegie Library, my special place. I was told that that is the oldest part of town. You know, there's very interesting-looking churches over there, like the Congregational Church and the Episcopal, I think, is the oldest churches in Millbank. Well, my grandpa's house eventually got torn down. And all I have is great memories of walking from his house through the alley to the library. There are so many things about a rural community that can really spark your imagination. And like I said before, there's no clutter, no junk in the way of what you want to see. And it's all about the view. This community is just big or small enough so that you can get to know almost everyone if you want to. One time our car stalled outside of town and it was like 10 degrees below zero. And the first car that came along asked us if we needed help. And the second car that came along asked us if we needed help. And the third car and the fourth car and the fifth, everyone stopped. I don't really see that happening in a larger city or suburb somewhere. People are just so friendly and they want to talk. Like two pickups stopped in the middle of the road, one in each lane, of course, and the drivers are catching up on the markets or the price of soybean and corns. And my husband, from Chicago, bless his heart, says, When are they going to move? I say, Just drive around them, honey. Can't you see they're not in a hurry? I love it. Not in a hurry and appreciate the sunset, the clouds, and listen to the birds. And while I'm at it, I just have to say this. Get off your phone. Well, anyway, getting back to Moses. After he grew up and moved out of the house, well, it was the king's palace, he became a shepherd. And the reason is, some men were hunting him down because he had gotten himself on the most wanted list. That's another story. So he's thinking about his sad and uneventful life in the desert, taking care of sheep and goats. What do you do in the desert to occupy yourself, just you and the sheep and the goats? As he led the animals across the desert, he came to a mountain called Mount Sinai. And it was there that he saw the strangest thing he had ever seen, something that directed the course of his life. From then on, he saw a bush that was on fire, but the bush was not burning up, and he was all out of marshmallows. Do you think that in the hot desert, a bush would burn up in no time? This is very strange, he thought to himself. Why isn't it burning up? So he went closer to look at it. A mystery. Didn't his mother ever tell him not to get too close to the fire? But this was so strange. Then, God, who is always watching all of us and always sees where we are, we can't hide from Him, you know. The Lord God called to Moses from the middle of the bush. Yes, a voice came from the bush. The Lord God called.
1: Moses! Moses!
0: Moses knew it was God. Nobody else has a voice like that. And he answered, Yes, here I am. God said, Don't come any closer, because this is holy ground. Take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. So Moses did what he was told and he covered his face. He was afraid to look. So God gave Moses very specific instructions on the job that God had planned for him. What an amazing journey was in store for Moses. And you know, I was thinking about the trains. Hmm, My husband really loves trains. They're kind of fascinating, you know. Well, there's some really good old-fashioned train songs, and this is our version. We just call it the train songs.
1: Get on! Oh, I'm traveling on the Hallelujah line On the good old gospel train I'm on the right track And I never will go back To the station of sin again I need no fare I'm riding on a past is the blood for sinners slain I'm traveling on the Hallelujah line On the good old gospel train Oh, I'm traveling line on the good old gospel train. I'm on the right track and I never will go back to the station of sin again. I need no fare. I'm riding on a passage of blood for sinners slain. I'm traveling on the hallelujah line on the good old gospel train. Get on board little children. Get on board little children. Little children, there's room for many a more. Get on board, little children, get on board. Little children, get on board, little children. There's room for many a more. There's room for many a more. There's room for many a
0: more. You know, Moses was, his adventure was to be the leader of an incredible, incredible rescue mission. He was to free all the slaves in Egypt, and there were thousands of them. Every last one of them would be free. And God told Moses very plainly that he would be with him all the way, and that Mount Sinai is where Moses will worship God. Now, if God wants to get your attention, he could start a bush on fire in your backyard as you are out walking around or having a picnic or something. And just so that you could be sure it was him, he could call your name from the bush or he could send lightning. He could? Yes, he could. That happened to me once. Let me tell you about it. In the middle of the night, at the farm, a thunderstorm came up. And it was raining and thundering and lightning. And I sleep through almost anything like thunder and trains and kids and dogs and noise and stuff. But the bedroom window was open about two or three inches. And me, sound asleep, all of a sudden, I thought I heard like right beside my head a gunshot going off. My eyes flew open and right above my head, eight inches from my face, was a ball of fire. Of course, the gunshot sound was the crack of lightning which woke up the rest of the sleeping household. The scared kids are running around, the thunder's booming, It's raining cats and dogs, and everyone's running around in the dark. And the ball of lightning disappeared. I don't know where it went. Maybe back out the window where it got in. But one thing I do know if God was trying to get my attention, he sure got it then. Okay, I'm listening, God. I'm listening, I promise. The thing is, God is always trying to talk to us and get our attention. In fact, he wants our attention so much that he's not happy when we get distracted and forget what he's trying to tell us. And we can come up with, All kinds of excuses for not wanting to listen and do what he wants. We can get really good at ignoring things or making up excuses. Can't do it, God. I'm too young. I'm too old. Too ugly. Not smart enough. Don't have enough money. I don't have any money. Don't have any friends. My dog is sick. My clothes are weird. My tooth hurts. You name it. God doesn't care anything about your silly excuses and they are silly because he can provide everything we need to get the job done he provided everything for moses and thousands and thousands of people even though they complained a lot god still kept his eye on them and gave moses some helpers how well do you get along with your brother and sister or your friends or cousins God gave Moses two helpers, all right, his own big brother and big sister. You guys are going to have to get along with each other. Quit fighting in the back seat. You need to take turns. It's only 10 minutes to Hardy's. Yes, be quiet. You'll get your ice cream cone and you'll get your happy meal. Just settle down. Well, Moses and his big brother and sister had to get along with each other for a lot more than 10 minutes. It was years and years as it turned out. Their journey became a big camping trip, the biggest camping trip ever recorded in the history of mankind and no marshmallows that we know of. Well, obviously, they're just getting started here, and this is going to be continued. And Moses, he's just going to have to get on the move. Get on the move, Moses.
1: tending his sheep one day when out of the bush he heard God say take off your sandals God's voice did sound the place you are standing is holy ground get on the move Moses Moses get on the move follow me look over there what do you see a bush that's burning down Take my people to the promised land But Moses said I'm just a simple man Maybe you could find somebody else who can Get on the move Moses, Moses, get on the move Wanted better food, better things for lunch Better place to sleep, what an ungrateful bunch Get on the move food to eat and indestructible sandals for their feet. They need to pay attention and obey, then pack it all up and be on their merry way. So year after year, they trudged all around, looking for that one last final campground. Year after year, they trudged all around, looking for that one last final campground. Move.
0: God's trying to get your attention, maybe in a very unusual way. You can read all about this in the book of Exodus chapter three in the book of truth. And remember, tell the truth. Thank you for listening to Tell the Truth podcast with Sharon and True Life Music recorded in the Y Millbank podcast studio in Millbank,
1: South Dakota. You can contact us at SharonTrueLife at gmail.com or online at ymillbank.com slash tell the truth.